0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman. Woo! Joining you here on a Friday morning. I'm glad to, you have made us part of your day and part of your weekend. As always, we'd like to thank all of our listeners tuning in wherever, be it uh, supertalk.fm or wherever you get podcasts. We appreciate you, especially the servicemen and women taking care of us out there. I'm planning to... Uh meet a
1: serviceman at strange brew today and we'll buy him a brew and uh give him a big old hug and welcome him back to the mainland
0: absolutely and welcome back absolutely that is that's great to hear yeah Uh, hopefully like i said another rest of you about that hope some of the rest of you guys are making your way back home for the holidays if you can we we want to see you here in starville or wherever you uh live we want to be back safe and sound here on the uh on, on the soil of the united states of america uh, I want to thank one of our sponsors. We'll get to the other one in a little bit, but Strange Brew Coffee House and Turner Spoon Ice Cream, who you just mentioned, going to get a little business, little more extra business from Joel T today. That's right. That's right. So good stuff.
1: What
0: else is there to say?
1: Uh, they're going to get some extra business this weekend too. I'd imagine it's Homecoming weekend. Yeah, it should be night game, cold game maybe. Cold in a night game, you need the y- juice. You need you need a pep plus some warmth. I mean, there's no better place to go.
0: Yeah, check them out over Strange Brew. And uh, of course, if you want, if you if you feel like you just need to, to treat yourself, treat yourself. You can go over to Churn and Spoon, get something great over there. All right. Before we get into football, before we do the three P's, let's talk basketball. Men's basketball, very impressive win on Thursday afternoon. They will play again today in the afternoon, one thirty tip against Villanova. They got that from the win over Tulane, eighty to sixty six is your final score. So talk about let's try to break it down by the numbers, right? State shoots 60% for the game, 55% from behind the arc, 81% from the line. They're plus 25 on the boards, 19 assists on 26 made buckets, six steals, three blocks. I tell you all that, and you're thinking, man, they must have just blown this team. They must have won by 35, 40 points. But oh wait, <laughs> 25 turnovers. Yep. Twenty-five. That's the black eye on this team so far. That's rough. You know, I I don't. It's not. You're not even nitpicking to talk about this Mm-mm. because if you throw up twenty-five uh, turnovers today against Villanova, you're going to walk off the court down- embarrassed. Yeah, you're going to get killed. Yeah. So that's something they've got to fix. I feel like they're just playing too fast sometimes. I feel like they, they they're a team of they they they're great athletes, and they, I, I just wish they they would slow it down just a touch. I'm not saying they've got to be like this methodical half court team, but they 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 try for the the flashy play a little too much. Is that, a, is that am I being am I being too much of an old man here? <laughs> Get off my lawn, guy. Yeah. Uh I mean, I think that the the issues
1: are any number of things. I mean, you you have either you know whether it's if it's Tyson playing the point, you have a guy that's not really a true point yeah you know if you, if you have Iverson playing the point you have a a freshman doing it. I mean you, there there's you there's some guys um you know whether it's Tyson playing a little bit out of, out of position if, he, if he's running the show I mean it, you, you, there's just some things and, and I mean what you said is probably a little bit part of it too mm-hmm. uh they get a little little too fast and and uh lose the handle or you know make a pass trying to make an alley hoop or something go to what I mean you just uh there's just things. The good news is, it seems like to me most of that is correctable kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And if they get that fixed, I mean, right now that's the only when you look at the the complete picture of this team. I mean, I, I'm sure there's some other little things you could nitpick, but that's that's the one thing that you point to and say that's that's our problem right there. Uh, the good news is you're five and zero with that problem. And so, if you're five and zero with that problem, and then you fix that problem, you feel pretty good about winning lots of basketball games down the road. So, yeah, I think that it'll be helped by maturity, by these guys growing up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And and look, it's a new, it's still a new group on the floor playing together. Yeah, Iverson and DJ, and I mean, I know they've practiced together. There's a big difference in in uh, practicing together and things on the floor, and then then getting into a competitive environment. In just that chemistry and meshing, it, and knowing where this guy's going to be, and yeah. you just that, and that a lot of that's going to change in, in three, or four more games. Yeah, too, yeah. When Nick's back, so then again, too. I mean, he in a competitive environment hadn't played with some of these guys, D.J. and No, but, and Iverson but of those.
0: he's a he's a more reliable point guard, yeah. you know. I would say than Tyson is. Iverson Molinar, very impressive, really good on on, uh, on the day. Uh, led MSU with twenty one points. Shot six of eight, four of six from behind the arc. Made all five of his free throws. A couple of rebounds, five assists. He did have five turnovers. Good to say that about everybody. Reggie Perry only played 20 minutes in this game. Uh, fouled out with five minutes, five and a half to go, but he had 18 points and five rebounds. Seven of eight shooting, a couple of three balls for him. Uh, Tyson Carter with a double double, three straight games for MSU with a double-double uh, by three different guys. Uh, 16 points, 11 rebounds for him. Three assists, only two turnovers. Uh, Woodard Woodard didn't do much on, in terms of scoring, but he did have seven rebounds. Same with Dude. only two points, but nine rebounds for him. Prince Aduro got some, got eight minutes, but he was productive eight minutes, six points and three rebounds for him. No turnovers. <laughs> he had an assist as well. Fazell was the one who with the turnover, six turnovers in seventeen minutes. He did have six points. I'm sorry, five points and a couple of rebounds. I, I, I've liked what I've seen from Fazell. He's a he's a much better player this year. Aduro looks like he's finding his role. He's going to be there for a few minutes. Uh, not much out of DJ Stewart today, but you know you didn't really need it. it, it different guys keep keep stepping up here, and, that, and that's a good thing. You know it, you can't just focus on one guy. I really like this team through through five games. I'm, I'm very I'm very impressed defensively. They're very good. They're so long and athletic that it just makes makes it difficult. Like trying to whip a pass through them is it's like trying to go through the trees. Um, and I do. Does so much away from the basketball. He he really does clean up a lot of mistakes. They close out on shooters offensively. The ball movement, we we knew the ball movement would be better with Lamar gone. No, and that's not a knock on Lamar. Good player, but you know he dominated the ball. This team moves the ball around. They they make the extra pass. Woodard and Perry look like they've taken big step forwards. There's just nothing not to like through five games. Today is a real test though against Villanova, who's ranked I think as high as 15 depending on what poll you want to look at. If they win, man, I'm going to start talking about this team maybe making a run at, towards the top of the SEC. If they lose, just depending on how they lose, we'll, you know, we'll adjust accordingly. But right now this team, it looks like they're playing with a lot of confidence. I think that comeback against Sam Houston State gave them some confidence.
1: Yeah, and look, really good teams find a way to pull out those kind of games. When you get to the end of the year, uh, the, the best teams have some scares that they just won. And state won their scare, you know. Sam Houston. It looked like they were going to pull off the upset at the hump, and state came roaring back from 18 down or whatever it was, and off and running, you know. And you're right, man. Today is 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 the test. If they come out of today looking good, I mean, I I don't know what it's going to take to get Mississippi State basketball back to the glory days where the humps packed and all that, but it's if you start out six and zero with a big win over Villanova. Uh, that's taking a step in that direction anyway. Uh, if you want to get the guy, get folks to get in their vehicles and drive up from Jackson and down from Tupelo and all over the state of Mississippi and and and, and pack in the hump. I mean, that's that's how you do it, man. And, and this team right now, it's an exciting team. It's a growing team. It's a team that, truthfully, you you feel like with the contributions that they're getting from from young guys, they're just gonna keep getting better. Um, so yeah, if they can keep banking these wins, especially if they get one today. Uh, it, it's early in the season, I know that, but you you hit the nail on the head. When you look around the SEC, you kind of get the the impression right now. There's no reason they can't be in that mm-hmm. top three or four Florida, teams right now. Another
0: close win today. They were losing in that game. Um, I mean, there's just there doesn't appear to be a dominant team. Auburn and Tennessee are playing a little better than expected. I think you can put Mississippi State in that in that spot as well. Kentucky just sort of is what they are. Are what they are is what they... I can't... I don't know. I can't do subject-verb agreement. I don't know what's happening there. Um, they are what they is. They are... Whatever what it is. That's yeah. not That's not right. Either. That's not I, it. That's I, not I was, even close.
1: I was just... I was making fun of you. That's what I was doing. I was, oh. I was not trying to be correct. Oh,
0: well. I didn't know it was going to... I didn't I didn't. know we were going to hurt Brian's feelings. That's fine. Uh, I like this team. I'm interested to see what happens. Let's do a prediction here. I don't think State's going to win, but I think they'll make it a close game. I think... They can go back and forth with Villanova. Uh, I think it'll be a, a pretty high scoring game because I think you got two teams that are that are really good. Uh, I'm going to say Mississippi State loses this one, seventy eight, seventy three. I mean that that sounds. That's a very respectable loss. Looks good as much as a loss can look good on the resume, it would. <laughs> Other than the fact that I know they're supposed to be pretty good, I don't know much about Villanova. Right. I know Jay Wright is one of the top three coaches in the sport.
1: Um. Yeah, it's tough right now to say. Just declare state will win the game. It's not gonna surprise me if they win the game. No, I won't be surprised at all. Uh, but sitting here today, I'm with you. I, I think I will slightly favor Villanova. I'll even go closer. I'll say seventy-three seventy, something like that. Like,
0: yeah. I mean, if they tighten up on the turnovers, they can win this this basketball game. They can win it, and if that that's going to be a huge win, I would think if they won that and then won again on uh on Sunday. And went out of this tournament, they'd have a chance to be ranked on on Monday. You know, maybe in the, you know, the low twenties. They're not ranked at all. They're not getting a whole ton of votes either. So that would be a big jump. But if they can get a top twenty-five win this week and then and close out, you know, I think Utah lost to Coastal Carolina, so they'll be playing through the losers bracket of this. So we'll see who state ends up playing on Sunday. But if they can if they can knock off Villanova, they, I think they'll be ranked on uh, on Monday morning. We'll see. One team that's not going to be ranked on Monday morning is Mississippi State football, but they will hope to be, you know, in a position to, you know, get to the to a bowl game for the tenth straight year, uh, and they will do so against Abilene Christian. Now, here's what we're going to do: a little different taste of the preview. I'm not talking about Abilene Christian. I don't. I I don't want to know their names. I don't care who anything about them. They are an FCS team, and if State can't beat them, or if it's even close. Well, buddy, Joe Moorhead is going to have some issues next Friday. That's going to be the a week from today. There's going to be issues. Can if, I, Can I? L- let me ask you this. All right, l- let's draw out the disaster scenario here a second. Did they lose this game?
1: Yes. Does Moorhead coach the Egg Bowl?
0: Really? Yeah, he would coach the Egg Bowl. They'd they'd, they'd let him go out there to get that last uh, that last boo. <laughs> yeah, he, he would coach the Egg Bowl. I can't see John Cohen. Yeah,
1: I can't. I can't walk, see it either. But man, that that would be a
0: if if he loses. State's not. Let's let's start at the beginning. State's not losing this game. No, they're not. But if he if that were to happen, yeah, that, at least at that point you know it's done. You know. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's no drama on Thanksgiving at that point. They find a way to lose. They find a way to win. They w- they'd somehow win the Egg Bowl in that situation.
1: Yeah, I guess then the question is, if you lose this game and win the Egg
0: Bowl, what, what's the? He's still like? gone. You can't. You can't. There's you can't no listen. recovery, from that. but he's not losing this game. Let's let's. Yes, let's, he, he is not losing the game. Be honest with this Let's let's talk about state's quarterback situation. For lack of a better word, is blanked up. It's just messed up. You got four guys here. Um, Keeton could still redshirt. He could play in this game, but he's not gonna. You know, we've been hearing that that Schrader's not really fully healthy. That his toe is a problem. But they put him out there to take a carry. What happens in this game if State goes up early and they want to get Tommy Stevens out? Who's the next guy in? Is it Schrader? Are they going to put him out there? Is it Burnett? Will Keeton finally play? Could Jalen Maiden finally play in a game? I don't know the answers. I don't either. We're just speculating at this point.
1: Uh, I guess the first guy in would be Garrett, Mm -hmm. assuming that he's at full health and available. Uh, Beyond that, the Keaton thing all year long just has, has made no sense to me. Uh, he's in the portal. He's out of the portal. Uh, he's, I'm using air quotes, hurt. Uh, despite the fact he was throwing 50-yard passes and warm-ups, he was hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he wanted to keep his red shirt, he could have played in a game at some point already. Uh, yeah. At Arkansas, when you're just mowing them down. I mean, he could have got in that game. Uh, let's see. Logan Burnett got in the game at Arkansas. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it just hadn't made any sense. Yeah. It, it's like Logan Burnett is number three on the depth chart. Yeah. But if I'm not mistaken, and I don't have it in front of me, it's at my house, I think on the depth chart, Keaton is still third on the depth chart. Yeah. But Logan Burnett is always the third QB in the game.
0: Yeah. And Maiden... I think it's probably fair to assume that Maiden was one of the guys who's been suspended, but has not. Uh, yes, because shown when, up because of the,
1: when we get these lists on on the Saturday, it is the yes, it is depth chart out is how it's listed, and if you aren't on the depth chart, yeah. so if you're a freshman or so, so that's I don't not know this playing, for a fact.
0: but it just doesn't make sense that Maiden hasn't gotten a series this year, not one. Now that state has been you know, state's had enough blowout games that they could have. Put somebody, put a, the, him in. And he, again, you would think he would be over Burnett. So I, I don't know. You know, I, I think Stevens, Stevens is going to start, and they'll take it from there. But and it's sort of the same thing with Kylan Hill. I mean, he's played late in some of these games that were out. He was playing, you know, last couple series against Auburn. You know, just they have trouble getting these guys out for whatever reason. And this is a game where not only are you going to have the opportunity to get them out, you have to get them out. You have to keep them healthy because you need them next week. So, yeah, four, four or five days later. I mean, it's obviously the short week. Moorhead mentioned uh, that he thought that this would be a game for an opportunity to work on the passing game. That always worries me. By the way, you know what I always think of when I think of that? I hear that is Mullen against South Alabama saying, "Oh yeah, we look to play. We're going to try to play as many players as we can." He, he had no respect for South Alabama, and it bit him right in the ass.
1: You know, credit. <laughs>
0: Sounds weird. I'm fixing a credit. Dan Mullen going in there. That. That's
1: the first time I've ever heard a coach basically say, "Yeah, we're going to play all our young guys."
0: Yeah, and that. How did that turn out? <laughs> it didn't turn out well for him. But yeah. I kind of
1: appreciated the truth there a moment. But there.
0: then Morehead said sort of the same thing. He's, you know, he said, "Oh yeah, we, we feel like this will be an opportunity to work on the passing game. They need to work on the passing game. They need to, the they need to get some confidence there. I, I would be. I would make this a passing kind of game. I'm going to try to give Kylan Hill as much as little rest as he can. All right. I'm sorry. As, as much as much rest. rest as you can." know he wants to get some carries and I don't have let me see if I can pull him up real quick I'm sure that he would like to be the the leading rusher in the SEC um looking at it right now he is he is 40 some odd yards ahead of DeAndre Swift uh Georgia plays Texas A M this weekend, so Swift's going to get carries chances are unless something happens where Kyle can break off a couple of long runs he's going to go into the egg bowl behind him um I don't think Rakeem Boyd will get ahead of him at thousand five because they're playing LSU. Um, so we'll see. I think Kyle Hill doesn't get more than ten carries in this game. Is that fair? He, he w- will get more than ten. No, no, does not get he more than not? ten. Yeah.
1: I mean, I don't. I don't think he should. But a lot of times things happen with this team and. That I just don't get, as we kind of just laid out there with, with the quarterbacks. So it's not gonna surprise me if he gets more than that. If you made me bet, I would say no.
0: But yeah, I mean, like a, a good line for him would be nine carries for eighty-five yards and a touchdown. I think you would be perfectly happy with that. But with Stevens, I'd like to see him throw the ball twenty-plus times in this game, and and see what he can do, and just and just make the offense look good. You know, I don't. I, I'm not gonna come here on Monday, no matter what happens. This, this team could go for 65 points and 600 yards. I'm not going to come out here and tell you that things are clicking or anything Oh, like no. That. There's not going to be any of that, you know.
1: That said, I mean, if they get out there and the passing game can't
0: work and things like
1: that, this y- a, you can judge more by if what doesn't work than what does.
0: Yeah, that's that's the thing. With these kind of games, I always say, like, the only thing you can take from them are negatives. Like, there's no positives that can be taken from it. That You should blow them out. You should run up and down the field.
1: Yeah, it's like playing it's, your grandma in one-on-one basketball. Like,
0: my you, gra- you should be. My grandma will take you to school, my friend. Was she? Oh, she, she'd have boxed you out. <laughs> uh, yeah, th- this, is a, this is a game state should, should dominate. Um, I'd like to see Mitchell. I want to see a game with Osiris Mitchell where he has more than two catches. Because there are some games this year where he only had, you know, he had a big touchdown catch, but that was all he had. Uh, like the Arkansas game, he had one catch. You know, I want to see him have, I want to see him targeted. I want to see him get the ball three or four or five times, you know. I want to see that happen. Um, Gidry, nah, I mean he's just playing out the string at this point. He's ready for his his time at to be over with. But Mitchell's a guy, you know, coming back next year. I'd like to see him. I would like see his last two games be sort of a launching point for his off season. You know, I think I think he's a talented guy. He's he's taken he's taken a step each year. He, he took a big he took a step from freshman to sophomore. He's second one from sophomore to junior. If he does it again, he'll have a potential. He's not gonna be an All SEC guy because there's just too many, you know, too many teams throwing the ball around, and and too many young. I mean, not at LSU, they got all those young guys, and but he can be a solid SEC wide receiver. Yeah, needs to have these have a little launching point here in the last couple of games. Yeah,
1: w- while we're talking about him, uh, I'm getting into my, I guess, playmaker spill a little bit because I was actually gonna make Osiris Mitchell my playmaker because I I, I really feel like that Joe Moorhead and Tommy Stevens and company. Maybe not so much Tommy, but it just rings ever so clearly in my head that Joe Moore told us he was going to have a 500 yard receiver. Yeah. Osiris Mitchell's his best bet to do that. Mm-hmm. He needs to get Osiris Mitchell going. I could just see the stars aligning for them to target Mitchell a good bit in this game and given the competition level, you would think he could get some separation and get open and make a big catch or two. So I you feel like this is an opportunity for him to have a big game. If he does have a big game, that 500-yard mark becomes more of a possibility because he's, he's at, what, like 370-something you said the other day? So, uh, mm-hmm. you, you know, if he could have an 85-90-yard receiver yeah, they, game here, you
0: got a good because shot. Because he's the kind of guy who can get 50 yards in one catch. Mm-hmm. So, But can he be a guy who gets 150 yards? I don't know. I'd like to see that like to see them try that though. I want to see the passing game working in this game. And then when Trader comes in, I want to see sort of some of the same. No need to run Trader, especially if they're ta- if the, what they're saying about his foot is true. No need for all that. Just 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 let him pass, let him hand off the ball to Nick Gibson and Lee Weatherspoon and, and move forward with that. Defensively, I want I want to see, you know, sacks and turnovers. That's what you should have when you play a team like this. You know, I want to see I don't want them over two hundred and fifty yards. I don't want them over fourteen points. If that, if those things happen, then, you know, there's questions that need to be asked. Now, of course, and once again, this is the last game of the year for the for the suspensions. Thank God that. It, thank God. Yeah. I am so tired of that sheet. And I said the right word. Yes, you did. But you could have sheet. said the other. No, no, one. no. I could have. But the the sheet. I'm just the, saying either would have applied. It would have applied. Yeah, the sheet that they hand us before every uh, game. That's I'm, I'm so sick of it. <laughs> I don't ever want to see it again. Um you know who's even more excited probably bill Martin Bill Martin is, is probably really excited <laughs> that, that that part of his life is just about it's it's so close to being over. um so I want to see I want to see this, this team you know control the line of scrimmage, be able to rush the passer. I want it to look I want this game from start to finish to look like an SEC team is playing an FCS team. period yeah yeah, and I, I don't feel like that's as, that's asking too much. Because you're not just playing an
1: FCS team, Brian. You're, you're playing, playing a, a bad FCS A bad one, team. yeah. If this thing is – if we get in the second quarter and it's 7-3, I mean, at that point, you just throw your paper up in the air and, like
0: – I'm going to start putting together a hot list of yeah,
1: people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 For my job purposes and everything, I I do not need State to lose this game. and, And – that's just too much chaos. But what I will say is, if they lost the game, Lord have mercy how many things that are true would happen on Monday.
0: There'd be more than a few. I mean, I, I, you know what, at that point, there might only be one. Yeah. <laughs> it's over. Yeah, it's over. know. Yeah. Oh well, it's not gonna be over. Not gonna State's be over. State's gonna win. Yep. Let's 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 do our playmakers and predictions brought to you by our friends at College Corner. You can check them out online at collegecornerstore.com or go to either one of their two locations in the Jackson area over by Ridgeland. I'm sorry, over in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet or by Half Shell in Flowood. Check them out. They've got the largest and best selection of MSU merchandise you're gonna find or any other uh, school that uh, resides here in the state of Mississippi for that matter. So if you've got a rebel or a golden eagle in your life, they'll take care of you. As well there, but for the Bulldogs, if you want to let people know you're a Bulldog, you want to wear maroon and white. You want to have maroon and white in your house. College Corner has the best selection. Don't don't worry about doing that in Starkville. Don't don't buy it. Don't do that. Don't waste your time. Get to the tailgate. Get to the game. Be ready because you've already done your shopping at College Corner or at CollegeCornerStore.com. Playmaker offensively, Tommy Stevens is my answer. I want to see him sharp, precise. I want him hitting deep passes. I want to see Mississippi State's passing game look like a real, live passing game. That's what I want. My birthday is seven days from this game. Call it an early gift. I want to see that.
1: Well, if that's your gift, and you heard me a minute ago, I kind of already gave you my offensive playmaker, but uh, if if Tommy's your gift, then I guess I'm giving you the bow or something or the wrapping paper because Mm -hmm. part of the gift will be Osiris Mitchell having a big day again. Yeah. I, I feel like this is his chance to be targeted a, a good bit by tommy and if osiris comes out of this game and he only has like a couple catches for 30 yards or less kind of thing it's at that point you just wonder what happened because yeah. he started the year so so strong and uh, but i i think he's gonna have a big game I, I think tommy's gonna have a big game you're gonna have opportunities here um the windows that they didn't have against Alabama to squeeze through those, those windows should be a little larger, you would think, against Abilene Christian. So, we'll we'll go with uh, Osiris Mitchell returning to his early season glory and having a big day. All
0: right, defensively, uh, for me, it's all about pressure. You got to. I, I want to see some sacks in this game. Those are going to come from Chauncey Rivers. Uh, Rivers, you know, his last game. I'm oh, sorry, no, there's one more game. There's, there's still. This isn't senior night. Uh, but his time at MSU is coming to a close. Been a sort of a disappointing season for him. A guy I thought was going to be a much better and bigger player. Now you know, obviously, you know it would have helped to have guys like Lee Autry and Willie Gay around him. But by and large, he hasn't been overly dominant this year at any time. So I like to see him get a couple good games here on the way out. So Chauncey Rivers is going to be my defensive playmaker. What about you? Uh I think that's I think that's good.
1: Good pick. Uh... <sighs> I'm trying to think if I want to go off the beaten path or something. You know what? I'm not going to go off the beaten path at all. I'll just go with the team's leading tackler. How about that? Errol Thompson. Okay. I mean, you're playing a team that the defense should feast on. So maybe, arguably, the best player on the defense should have a big day. So we'll just say that Errol Thompson is one of the big reasons that Abilene Christian doesn't get anything going. Mm-hmm. And, uh, if he's in the game long enough, another double digit tackle day and, and just adds on to what's been a, a quietly solid year. You know, I I know earlier in the year, there's been some, I mean, the getting chunked out of the game at Auburn, wasn't a highlight. And I I think maybe there was a game earlier in the year where he didn't have the greatest of, of showings too. But by and large, as a total package, Errol's had a, he's had a pretty solid year. Uh, so, so I'll just stick with him and keep things rolling. And, uh, Slow down that powerful Abilene Christian
0: offensive attack. <laughs> who's your uh, Who's your X factor in this game?
1: Ah, uh, can I can I give an entire unit? Yeah, sure. Can the special teams actually have a game against an FCS foe where everything just goes right? You know, everybody. There's there's really not. I guess there is pressure in this game. You got to win it, but you can just kind of. Take, a, take just take a break. L- l- let's let's not have any mishits on kickoffs. Let's you know every, everybody on the you know return unit do their job and no muffs and just I would like to see for once this season the special teams not have a single mistake because by gosh I want Joey Jones to have some coffee come Monday morning. So maybe it's just me wishful thinking more than anything, but I will just say the MSU special teams unit in its entirety for what I believe would be the first time all year plays mistake free football.
0: Well, good luck with that. (laughs) Uh, My guy is going to be uh, another offensive player fraud green quietly. He hasn't got a lot of catches, but it seems like he makes a a big play in almost every game. He's getting a 15 to 20 yard catch. He's getting an explosive play. Maybe they can double a couple his way and he can, he can continue to do that. Um, I think I think he's been good this year, and I'm not just saying that because he is one of my best friends in the whole wide world. Uh, I think he, I think he's been very solid. So we'll see if he can do it again. Frog Green's gonna be my X factor for this one. Prediction time. I'm gonna go big or go home on this one. Yeah. I'm gonna say Mississippi State wins fifty-eight to seven. Fifty-eight to seven is my prediction. Yeah. And by I swear, Joel, my patience is wearing thin. If they don't blow this team off the face of the earth, if it, if we aren't like looking at our at the clock saying. Please hurry up and end this massacre. I'm I'm going to be upset, and I may have some things to say on Monday. So let's 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 say that doesn't happen. Fifty-eight to seven is my uh, is my final score.
1: Joe Moorhead, by and large, kicks the crap out of out of these teams. You know, out of bad bad teams. Um, his this offensive system that has been under such. You know scrutiny for two years. Whenever you play a defense that's not competent, it just feasts, and so I think it will again. I'm with you. Uh, for the sake of being a little different, uh, I'll give uh, I'll give Abilene Christian another field goal. Uh, we'll say fifty-two to ten. How about fifty-two to ten? That works for me.
0: All right. I can live with nice that.
1: Nice little six touchdown victory.
0: I can live with that. It'll 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 be fine if that happens. All right. So Monday basketball. We'll talk. We will talk about some basketball on Monday, but more importantly, Monday will be the start of Egg Bowl week. Although we kind of started it early, but we did. But it will officially be the official start of it. And honestly, you know, I always say every time we have this, I'm talking about getting your mind right. I don't think anybody's mind is right. I don't think anybody is in the right frame of mind for this one. So we're gonna have to work together to get through this, but we can do it. You know why? Because dang it, we are that good. We can do it. We're gonna do it. We'll talk about it on probably on Sunday. We'll if hold I had each to other,
1: we'll lift each other up. Because at the end of the day, whether you love us, whether you hate us, it's a brotherhood, man. Okay, you and I, these listeners here, it's our job
0: to help them through times such as these. They, I think they're going to be helping us. To be totally honest, <laughs> so we'll be talking to you on Sunday. I, I have a feeling that that's going to be the case. All right. So until then, though, for Joel T. Coleman, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Light on Super Talk, Mississippi. A Super Talk, Mississippi Media Production.